Welcome to this episode of the Telco Talks podcast series, focusing on topical issues in the telecommunications industry. I'm Dipti Govind, a Technical Accounting Senior Manager in the PwC South African practice, and I will be your host. Our aim is to keep you up to date on key accounting and business issues in the telecommunications industry. In this episode, I'm pleased to introduce to the podcast Ashley Ramnarayan, an Associate Director in our advisory practice. Ashley is going to give us some insights on 5G. Yes, certainly, Dipti. 5G is what is known as the fifth-generation mobile network. It is a new global wireless standard which started off with 1G and has come quite a long way to 5G. 5G enables a new kind of network to wirelessly connect virtually everyone and everything, including machines, objects, and devices. It will open a whole new set of opportunities. So from what I'm hearing you say, 5G will have faster connection speeds and enhanced data capacity than 4G. Yes, that's spot on, Dipti. 5G has a few features which makes it more efficient than 4G. Firstly, it will be much faster and have quicker responses when compared to its predecessors, 3G and 4G. Secondly, it has ultra-low latency. This means that a 5G network will experience a minimum to no delay in connectivity. And thirdly, 5G has more bandwidth. That means it will enhance download and upload speeds, so no more buffering. That sounds amazing. Currently, 4G uses an operator's cell towers for channeling signal. Will this be the same for 5G? That is a great question, Dipti. Yes, the traditional method of deploying networks with tower infrastructure will apply. However, 5G also makes use of small cells to complement its deployment. Small cells? This sounds very interesting. Examples always work well. Could you explain what small cells are by way of an example? Sure, Dipti. Small cells are low-powered radio access points that connect mobile devices to mobile networks over a small area. So small cells allow telcos to expand on its existing macro cell site network to increase capacity and provide network coverage where gaps exist in the market. Macro cell sites are usually an operator's towers, masts, and antennas. Similar to a macro cell site, small cell agreements contain the right to place telco equipment, such as antennas and radios on an existing non-telco-specific infrastructure. As an example, telco operators would enter into with other businesses and municipalities to use portions of their infrastructure, such as streetlights, bus shelters, traffic lights, etc., to deploy small cell equipment. Thanks for that explanation, Ashley. That's very insightful. I understand that infrastructure sharing with 5G is quite common. Can you briefly explain how this infrastructure sharing works? This is a very interesting part of the 5G discussion, Dipti. So there are a few ways in which these arrangements can be structured. The three models used are unilateral service provisioning, neutral host infrastructure, and joint ventures. These models are in existence for a while now, but we may see them accelerate in the deployment of 5G to contain costs. Okay, let's unpack each type of arrangement separately, starting with unilateral service provisioning. Sure. A unilateral services provisioning agreement is where ownership of the infrastructure remains separate. That is, each operator owns its own network. 
and only one of the participating operators provides its infrastructure to be shared. By way of example, there is operator A and operator B. The communication services, so voice and data, is provided by operator A. Operator A is using its own infrastructure to operator B, who uses the network capacity of operator A. I'm sure our listeners would be quite keen to hear about the pros and cons of the arrangement. Could you highlight these? Sure. Starting with the upsides of the arrangement, it is simpler to implement than other infrastructure sharing agreements. The ownership still lies with the operators and there is a reduction in operating costs in the form of reduced depreciation. One of the downsides is that there are some regulatory risks involved for operators to consider. Let's move on now to the second model, which you mentioned is neutral host infrastructure. Can you explain this in a bit more detail? This arrangement is between the operators and a third-party service provider, also referred to as the neutral host. The third-party service provider is not necessarily affiliated with the operators and leases network infrastructure to operators. An example of this would be a tower company that owns towers and leases the spaces on the towers to operators. The most significant benefit for the operators here would be the reduced capex costs for deployment of 5G and reduction in operating and maintenance costs associated with tower assets. This arrangement is between the operators and third-party service provider, also referred to as the neutral host. The third-party service provider is not necessarily affiliated with the operators and leases network infrastructure to operators. An example of this would be a tower company that owns towers and leases the spaces on the towers to operators. The most significant benefit for the operators here would be the reduced capex costs for the deployment of 5G and reduction in operating and maintenance costs associated with the tower assets. It really is interesting to see how these alliances form, all in the mission to contain costs. Would I be correct if I say that in the neutral host arrangement you just described, the operator has less control and flexibility as they do not own the infrastructure and are reliant on the third-party service provider? That would be correct, Dipti. And that brings me to the last type of infrastructure sharing arrangement, being a joint venture. So here, for example, two mobile network operators would form a joint venture and share the costs of the infrastructure. Similar to the neutral host arrangement, this results in reduced costs and costs are now being shared by each party to the joint venture. However, the operators would lose strategic control and flexibility to make their own decisions and there are also some regulatory risks attached to this type of arrangement. So, if I have to apply some accounting principles here, this is where two operators form a joint venture to jointly own and operate the network. Operating costs are shared by the two parties. The decision-making for this arrangement requires unanimous consent, and both parties share equally in the capacity of the infrastructure. That's spot on, Dipti. However, this arrangement is not a common one to see in our local market. Listeners can refer back to our very first podcast in this series for small cell accounting considerations. With that said, we are almost at the end of this podcast. Any parting thoughts for our listeners, Ashley? 
Yes, Dipti. Maybe a notable point worth mentioning is that deploying 5G will assist operators in meeting environmental, social and governance, namely ESG goals. ESG is currently a very hot topic at the moment. Could you expand a bit more on how the deployment of 5G will help operators meet ESG goals? Sure, Dipti. So from an environmental perspective, 5G will be able to increase energy efficiency, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, and enable more use of renewable energy. Socially, there is a major shift from traditional cable services to wireless networks. This shift impacts on an operator's ability to allocate capital more effectively, which affects return on capital. 5G deployment will also enhance infrastructure usage. And lastly, from a governance perspective, the telco environment is highly regulated, which should be kept in mind by operators when decisions are taken. Thank you for joining me on this podcast for an interesting discussion, Ashley. This brings us to the end of this episode and this series of Talco Talks. We hope that you found the series informative and enjoyed it as much as we did putting it together. This podcast is brought to you by PwC, all rights reserved. PwC refers to the South African member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com forward slash structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.